Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. All right, welcome back, you guys. I am so excited to talk about today's topic with you because it's probably one of the top tips that I give moms um, when they're dealing with picky eaters or complaining about their kids not eating dinner, not eating lunch, only wanting snacks, they're hungry all day, they whine, they complain, they ask for food all the time, they say they're hungry late at night or in the middle of the day right before dinner, all these sorts of things. A lot of the whining and complaining around food and meals can be stopped with this trick. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it. So today's topic, we are talking about how to create and stick to a meal and snack schedule. So a meal and snack schedule is so, so important for you and your family. And I just want you to hold on a little bit longer. If you're one of the people that just clenched up inside and said, absolutely not. I'm not a schedule person. I don't thrive in routine. I'm not like you. I love my spontaneity. I love flying by the seat of my pants. I don't want this girl to put me on a schedule. So let me just talk to you for one second. There is flexibility in schedules. There is spontaneity within schedules, and we will absolutely get there. But I will say the importance of a meal and snack schedule or routine, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about the difference there, is so important for your child's development and interest in food. So if you do struggle with your kids whining and complaining and begging for snacks all day, or they say that they're not hungry when it's mealtime, but they are hungry when it's not mealtime, then this episode is really and truly for you. A meal and snack schedule in your house cannot be understated for how many problems it tends to fix. So I know some of you might already be feeling a little bit stressed about trying to implement a schedule, or maybe you're saying, hey, Alyssa, I already have a meal and snack schedule. My kids just won't stick to it. And I completely understand you, Mama. Today, we're going to go into that and talk about how we can build a meal and snack schedule that fits our family and how to stick to it. 
So first, I wanted to talk just a little bit about why a meal and snack schedule is so important, because I do know that there are people out there who aren't like me and aren't type A and don't love routine or schedules, and it can feel a little claustrophobic, a little stressful, like um, your day is being run by your schedule, and I want to encourage you that that is absolutely not the case. There's flexibility and spontaneity to be found in the schedule. But having a clear set snack and meal schedule for your child gives them so many things. So setting that boundary of when it is eating time and when it is not eating time is so essential for your kids to respect the division of responsibility that we talked about, I believe, in episode one or two, episode two, but also to give them a sense of confidence and an environment of safety. So when you set up a meal and snack schedule and you follow it, your kid then realizes that the next time they will eat, they will have an opportunity to eat as much as they want. And they really start to build that um, relationship of trust with you around food so that they don't feel a scarcity mindset and feel like they have to shovel food really quickly in their mouth before it's taken away or before the mealtime's over because they don't know when they're going to eat next. Or even that sense of uncertainty of where that next meal is coming from or is it going to be what I like to eat? you know, things of that nature that kids might worry about. And on the flip side, if right now you're allowing your kid to come up to you every 15 minutes and get a snack from the pantry at their own leisure, or maybe they open up the fridge and grab whatever they need at any time during the day, why would they be encouraged to eat something that you've placed on their plate if they can just grab whatever they want 15 minutes later? So setting up that meal and snack schedule is really important for the boundaries it creates with your kids, but also setting up that division of responsibility to work for you. So remember that you are the parent, you are in charge of that when piece of the division of responsibility. So you're in charge of when that child will be offered food. So that means there's the kitchen is open, the kitchen is closed, this is an eating time, this is not an eating time, and it makes it You guys, I can't even tell you the amount of stress and anxiety it will take off your plate to have an answer for them anytime they're asking for a snack or a meal. So having a meal and snack schedule that your kids have learned and become accustomed to, A, eventually will stop those questions of, can I have a snack? Is it dinner time? I'm hungry. Those whiny questions that we frequently get, the pounding on the pantry, the trying to open the fridge, those things will come to an end if you are consistent with your meal and snack schedule, at least for the majority of the time. So the first thing you want to do when creating a meal and snack schedule for your family is take a look at where you're at now. Do you already have a meal and snack schedule generally that you follow or are you completely flying by the seat of your pants? Your kids are in charge. They decide what to grab from the pantry and when. And definitely taking a look at what's already working for your family and what other activities. And if you're listening to this when I'm putting it out, then we're in quarantine. So some of our activities have definitely been changed right now. But looking at their normal activities, their school schedule, their napping schedule, anything like that to kind of take in consideration of when you can fit in those meals and snacks. Now, I will say a recommendation I give is to never have less than four opportunities in a day to eat. So we want at least three meals and one snack. 
but for every family, this is going to look very different. You might have three meals and three snacks, three meals and two snacks, two meals and three snacks. It can absolutely vary from family to family, and you need to choose what works best for you majority of the time. So my big key points for creating a meal and snack schedule is no less than four opportunities to eat. You want to include those balanced plate principles we talked about in a previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that. Um, You want to hit those check marks. And then you want to be offering food every two to three hours. So if your kid wakes up very early and stays up very late, you might be one of the families that have three full meals and three snacks because you really want to be offering them food every two to three hours. You also want to be paying attention to their hunger and fullness cues and making sure that your schedule adapts to their growing bodies as well. Now, if you have siblings or multiple children, I guess, then you definitely want to take in consideration the mass majority of children and offer whatever works best for the majority of your kids. You don't want them to get over hungry. I'm sure you guys have encountered an overhungry child before. I sure have. And a lot of times for us, that leads to a complete crying, disaster, knockdown, drag out situation where they likely don't touch anything on their plate and the situation gets worse. So you want to catch them kind of at that sweet spot of just enough hunger so that they're interested in their plate. They want what's on their plate. They're intrigued by it, but not overly hungry where then they start to lose interest in food and have melt downs at the drop of a hat. So if you're introducing new foods to your kids, it's definitely not the time to introduce something new if they have gotten over hungry. And we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I did want to make that little point there too. So like I said, when you're writing down your schedule, take note of what activities you have during the day um, and build your snack schedule around that and keeping in mind what works best for your kid. Now, this is where I want to distinguish the difference between a schedule and a routine. So in our house, we right now follow more of a routine based meal and snack schedule, which basically means that one activity follows another and we're not really looking at the clock necessarily. Everything's done around the same time, but it can definitely vary day to day based on how late my child sleeps in, how cranky they are in the afternoon, maybe their nap needs to be moved up, and it allows for a lot more flexibility, I find, in our household if it's more of a routine basis. So after we read books, we might do some puzzles, and after we do puzzles, it's snack time or something along those lines, whatever works for your family. The other way is obviously creating a schedule, and this might be a little bit more rigid and sticking to time frames that work best for your family. If your kid wakes up every morning at 7 a.m. on the dot, as I know some kids do, um, then maybe it works better for you to have a set time frame of eating. And that's always given in a range. I would say 30 to 45 minutes is kind of the range you want to hit those schedule meal and snack markers. So if you typically eat breakfast, let's say between 8 and 8.30, absolutely it's fine for that to change day to day, but you kind of get the idea there. So once you build out your routine or meal and snack schedule that works best for your family in that moment, 
Obviously, you're going to implement it, try it out, but be able to make changes. If you find that your kids are waking up in the middle of the night hungry, or maybe they're a little cranky between that breakfast and lunchtime and you don't have a snack there at the present, maybe introducing a snack in between that morning meal and afternoon meal, or maybe a bedtime snack might be working for them um, at that time. You want to be able to adapt your meal and snack schedule to fit your family. And definitely as you grow and your children grow, things might change. They might be going through a growth spurt or things like that. So you can always be adding in snacks and taking snacks out or things along that line. But you want to make sure that you do keep it consistent enough for a long enough period that they build that trust and they have those boundaries that they can follow and rely on. So I wanted to kind of break down what this might look like for you. And like I said, everyone's different. Your time frame might be very different. But I'm going to give an example of what works for our family right now. And then please feel free to mess with it, change it, and make it your own. I do have a free printable below. If you click the link below, it will give you a free printable so that you can kind of make your own meal and snack schedule. And there's a little section in there to take notes so that you can adapt it and change it as your family changes and grows as well. So for us, my kids usually wake up between 7.30 and 8.30 every day. We have a little bit of playtime. I nurse the baby, change the baby. Um, everyone brushes their teeth. It gets dressed and heads downstairs. And then we have a little bit of playtime while I get breakfast ready. Our breakfast usually starts somewhere between 9 and 9.30. And then after that, we have, you know, more playtime and whatnot. Um, I tried, that's where I do our educational time if we're going to do any that day. <laughs> and quarantine has us all sorts of messed up. But that's where I try to do any education is right there in that morning time. And usually my daughter goes down for her first nap shortly after breakfast. So after she wakes up from her nap, we have some playtime together as a family. And then I start on lunch. So we do not have a morning snack time between breakfast and lunch. However, I did when my son was when my son was younger. So when he was around two, two and a half, we introduced a mid-morning snack. And then we have lunch somewhere between 12 to 12.45. It depends on the day and how late they sleep in and how long my daughter's nap goes for. We have lunch. Then we have rest time. So my daughter goes down for her second nap of the day and my son has quiet time. Either he plays quietly in his room or he watches the show. So after rest time comes snack time, and this is our PM snack that we have, and this is somewhere between 2.30 and 3.30 in the afternoon, and then dinner time rolls around, usually around 5.30 for us. My kids' bedtime range between 7 p.m. for my daughter and 7.30 for my son, so um, we do not have a p.m. snack. So my meal and snack schedule includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a mid-afternoon snack, and that's it. So we have four opportunities for my children to eat, and absolutely that will change, especially as my daughter gets older and maybe goes through some bigger growth spurts and needing more opportunities to eat. Now, I am still nursing my daughter on demand, and she's nursed about five to six times a day right now. So I hope that helps you get an idea of what we do here at home with an eight-month-old and a four-year-old. Obviously, your meal and snack schedules will be very different from ours, especially since every kid is different in their needs. Um, something I will let you know to look out for, if your kid isn't eating at a mealtime, but is eating a snack really well, that's for a few reasons. First of all, you might want to look at 
the timing. Maybe your snack is too close to that mealtime. You don't want to be offering a snack within one hour of starting a meal. So like you saw in my my routine, you have a mid-afternoon snack at 3 to 3.30 and then we don't eat dinner till 5.30. So that's a good two hours away from the snack time. So if you find that they're not eating their meals well, it might be because their snack is too close in time to that meal, or maybe there's not a snack time needed in between those two meals. The other option too, or the other reason why they might eat more at snack than meals is there's less pressure around the table for a snack typically than dinner time, and some more fun food or safe foods are typically offered during snack time than they are at meal times. So I want you to go back if you haven't already and listen to my how to build a plate episode where I talk about how to include safe foods at meals and snacks. And the last point I wanted to touch on is absolutely this meal and snack schedule or routine is flexible and can be spontaneous and it leaves room absolutely for the occasional ice cream while you're at the park and you hear the ice cream man or, oh shoot, we forgot to pack snacks. And because you've built this routine and this trust in your kids that meals and snacks are coming and meals and snacks do include their favorite foods and that they will have plenty to eat then sometimes when we are in a situation where we have to skip a meal and snack, they know to trust you enough that that meal or snack is coming. So that gives you a lot of flexibility and spontaneity and ability to skip or add in eating times as needed on a kind of time-by-time basis, obviously not every day. You want to try to be as consistent with this as possible. Like I said, just in general, those boundaries for children are really important in parenting, especially around this meal and snack schedule, and having them have that consistency and something they can count on is important for them so that they can really tune into their body and know how much they need to eat to sustain sustain themselves until the next time food is offered. Okay, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in. And please, as always, get in contact with me if you have any follow-up questions about this, because if you are thinking it, I'm sure another mama is too, and I would be so happy to answer it for you and help with any questions that you may have that are arising in your family situationally. All right, until next time, mamas. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama.and.me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mamaandmerd.com. Until next week, mamas.